Hello and welcome to episode 14 of the Language of My Soul podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about a long reflection I've had whilst I was off work. So without further ado, let's begin. After two months of doing nothing but IT tech support, I got incredibly bored and had a week off for a holiday. IT tech support is great. At the start, you hardly know anything, so you would learn and learn and learn. Through the struggle, every day feels like a real challenge, but eventually you get good. Then you could resolve a majority of tasks within an hour. At that point, life becomes boring and dreary. I started to question why am I here? What's it all for? Sure, I could quit, but it isn't my full-time job, so that's fine. And I have a debt that must be repaid. I, for one, hate debt. I'm not sure where this feeling came from, but for most of my life, I tried to never owe anyone anything and always try to resolve things myself. Perhaps this is a byproduct of my privateness. So when someone hired me, they trained me and thus expanded resources doing so. I cannot leave until a value equal or greater than that sum has been repaid. In a way, it's quite a foolish thought and emotion. It serves no real value to me and only would bind me down. However, if I didn't stick to my principles, my morals and values, then who am I? Of course, principles, morals, values and whatnot change over time. I won't hold on to things past its general worth. If I discarded all my principles, then I would be like everyone else. There would be nothing remaining that makes me, me. Over the course of my break, I desperately search for who I am. Am I my age, gender, race? Am I defined by my skill or trade, computer science? If someone introduced me, what would they introduce about me? I pondered this question. What's worse, not knowing who you are and never having the knowledge to understand what you're searching for? Or knowing what you're searching for, yet no matter how deep you dive, you can't find an answer? I started to question the fabric of reality itself, the illusions that we live and tell ourselves. Like Stories of Old had a video on Family Romance LSC, where you could hire people to act like you're famous, pretend you're someone's long lost father, or relive the greatest moments in your life. He mentioned how we choose the illusions that we believe in. In a way, most of life is an illusion. Of course, there are fundamental reels, like the table or chairs around you that are real. You won't run through them. But what about my principles and values? What about the concept of a nation? If Australia was called Australia, then wouldn't I be Australian? If Australia was called Austria, then I would declare myself Austrian. Isn't it bizarre? The concept of national identities is so tied to where you live, yet if it was named anything else, then you wouldn't bat an eye. In days past, we had a greater allegiance to our neighbours, village or tribe, but that slowly changed to encompass the entire land itself. In other words, nationality is a byproduct of society's imprint. For me, what does that mean? If a long-held truth for nationality is coming apart, then what else isn't true? These questions are extremely dangerous. You don't just question the entire fabric of your being without risking it all. Let's say that I do understand everything, like how nationalities are a social norm that you and I agree upon. Then what's left for me? I'd be like that madman, 
raving about how the world's ending whilst everyone lives their happy lives. I'm surrounded by darkness, with no one around me that understands just how insane this world is. At that point, is it the world that's insane, or is it just me? Unfortunately, despite knowing the consequences, there's no way I could stop now. I'm already too deep into this game to quit. It's like Game of Thrones, you either win or die. I might not make it to the other side, decide where there's meaning, purpose, and who I am. But what choice do I have? To constantly ponder and ask, what's the point of it all? Day after day, hour after hour, minute after minute, for the rest of my life? People like me can't survive doing dreary work. I cannot survive merely existing or accumulating money. I've reached the conclusion that wealth is a given. With my computer science skills, over the course of five years, I'd rapidly climb up the income ladder and if I don't get a pay rise, then I'll quit and find somewhere else. I've taught myself the bare bones of finance through the Barefoot Investor, Warren Buffett, Bill Ackerman, and Robert Kiyosaki. By investing $10,000 at 6% per year, I'll make 17% after 10 years, effectively doubling my investment without doing anything. Furthermore, I don't really spend money besides some minor fun items like books or board games, otherwise it would be required items like a laptop. Wealth doesn't have much appeal for me. What's the use of a bigger house or a nicer car? As long as they're decent and suits my use case, then I'm fine. As long as I'm financially free, then it's all good. I've been throwing around the phrase, people like me, for quite a while now, but I've never stopped to think about what it means. Who exactly is people like me? Recently, I took this Jungian archetype quiz and mentioned how my self-archetype is the hero and my persona is the joker. The hero is someone who's strong, perseverant, and ambitious. The Joker is light-hearted, sociable, and fun to be around. At first, I didn't really understand this quiz. According to it, my true self, or inner self, is someone who's strong, perseverant, and ambitious. It didn't seem right. But then I started to think a bit. I survived this world until today, the chaos, the unknown, and how false everything is. I've been talking about finding something great to give up my all, something that would make my life have meaning. Is this not strong, perseverant, and ambitious? Of course, I'm cherry-picking all the examples I can find over my entire lifetime, so there's some serious bias to be had. As for the Joker persona, what I project outwards, that is indeed partially true. These days, I tend to focus on having fun with those around me. I know that they won't last forever, where our interests, hobbies, personalities, and living arrangements will eventually change and cause a rift. Although, it's fun playing board games with them today. Next year, we could no longer enjoy the same genre anymore. It's a sad thought that our times together, laughing, joking, and mucking about will come to a close. Yet, it's because of this that I have to treasure it and cannot take it for granted. Due to this, I'm far more light-hearted, leaving my strict side at home. There was this YouTube clip about video game determination. On the one hand, it seems illogical to try and beat difficult video games. After all, they're just super hard. So why do people continue to try and try, to not give in, to not give up and pick up the controller once more? When we've lost over 20 times and tried numerous strategies and still failed, a voice inside of us asks if we want to continue. Of course we do. We didn't come this far just to quit. The entire investment is a trap. If we didn't win, then what was the point of all our effort? This video struck a chord with me. 
Why have I been getting up every day? Exercising, arranging my sleep and waking up schedules, constantly improving my craft, reading, writing and thinking for. Have I come this far just to give up? Just to quit? No. People like me don't give up easy. I'm in too deep just to quit now. Over the week, I've been asking myself what I'll do if I didn't need a job. Let's say that I was paid a million dollars each year for the rest of my days. What would I be doing now? I tried not to think about this question for a while. It was just too much for me to handle. That question is the fabric of the reality I know. To get a job and then work. This was the only pathway I knew for my entire life. To question that would be removing the foundations of how I lived my life for decades. Over my week off, I would be doing some light programming, reading and writing. It's not actually too different from how I work, except my schedules would be dictated by someone else. The most difficult part about the question is the mental barrier. If I started to look for options, my mind would immediately pounce in and say you won't earn any money that way. If I were to question whether programming is right for me, my mind asks what all the years spent programming was for. In addition, what else can I do? My YouTube and podcast won't really be big enough to sustain itself. That's just the law of numbers and a potential market reach. Sure, I could play some numbers games and follow the trends, but that's pointless for me. I want to create what I want to create. Let's try to forget about reality for a moment. Quite a difficult task for a realist such as myself. My real job is information gathering. Each moment of my life, I spend time thinking. The topic itself is whatever catches my interest. Sometimes it's games, philosophies, history or finance. The prerequisite is that it's interesting. Spending all my time watching and reading would get a bit boring though. There's no real direction to go. I'm not a very creative person. For instance, I dislike Minecraft because there's no objectives or goals. Right now, I don't really know what kind of options I have. I suppose I'll spend my days programming in the mornings, reading and writing, and then going for a walk in the afternoon. Answering last week's question, what's a quote or mode of thinking that shaped or changed how you perceive the world? For me, there's actually two quotes. The first is, everything in moderation, including moderation. And the other is, smart men learn from their own mistakes, wise men learn from the mistakes of others. Everything in moderation, including moderation, has basically been how I lived my life ever since I was 12. I'm not too sure where this quote came from, but it just stuck with me. Most times, I held myself back from giving it my all, always keeping within moderation. It's unfortunate that I often forgot about the second part, including moderation. As described in previous episodes, I never gave anything my all, thus never tasted extreme victory nor pain defeat. It's a fundamentally conservative quote that prevented me from doing stupid things a lot, like getting overly drunk for no real benefit. However, that quote is slowly losing its purpose as I get older and naturally become less reckless. The second quote is fairly new. It's something I asked my friend. What's the difference between someone who's smart and someone who's wise? For most of my life, I haven't been learning from my own mistakes at all, stubbornly holding on. A few years ago, I started to learn from my own mistakes, thus becoming a smart man. The only issue is how limited one's lifespan is. Thus comes in the wise man, learning from other people's mistakes. I started to learn finance from Warren Buffett and Bill Ackman, both extremely successful investors. 
With the wise man mentality, I've learnt lessons that have accumulated throughout their entire lifetime. Biographies are now a main interest to help me learn from others. The question this week is, describe yourself as an acquaintance, then a decent friend, and finally a great friend would. As mentioned last week, I don't want people just to think and understand myself, but also to understand themselves. I'll give my answer next week, so ponder yours. With that concluding thought, it's best to end things here. Thanks for listening, everyone. This is the Language of My Soul podcast. If you wish to reach me, contact me at thelanguageofmysoul at protonmail.com. See ya.